Hey everyone, you're listening to the Recipe Listen podcast, a slow podcast about food for people that love it. I'm your host, Happy Katie. Today we're diving into a tasty collection of pandemic-inspired recipe generosity. What in the world does that mean? Well, you'll be listening to select recipes from talented Toronto cooks who contributed to a really great open source cookbook project called the Open Source Cookbook, the utilitarian name if ever there was one. Here is the prologue of the Open Source Cookbook. This cookbook is meant to be an open source toolkit that everyone and anyone can access during a time of heightened need. There are recipes from chefs, line cooks, home cooks, mothers, fathers, nonas, popos, and everyday joes. It's not meant to be shrouded in secrecy. It's not meant to be exclusive. It's not meant to intimidate. It is meant to be shared so that we can learn from each other, inspire one another, and at the very least, derive joy from each other. I just love that. You can learn more about this incredible book in the episode's liner notes at recipelisten.com, and also be sure to check them out directly at opensourcecookbook.cargo.site. That's S-I-T-E. But let's keep exploring. For you now, I have 10 recipes that caught my eye in the now second version of the Open Source Cookbook. Some savory, some sweet, all easy to master in your home kitchen like a pro. So let's flip the page and listen. Ted's Nona's Gnocchi, a recipe by Chef Ted Corrado. Your ingredients are 450 grams of russet potatoes, 450 grams ricotta, 250 grams all-purpose flour, 100 grams grated parmesan, 6 egg yolks, and salt to taste. Your directions? Step 1. Boil the russets skin on until tender. Remove from liquid and peel while still hot. Step 2. Pass through ricer or mill until smooth. Season your potatoes with salt to taste. Step 3. Incorporate ricotta into warm milled potatoes to get a smooth, even consistency. Step 4. Mix in egg yolks and parmesan until smooth and incorporated. Step 5. Lastly, add flour and knead to form a ball of dough. Once all the flour is incorporated, dust the dough with flour and set it aside to rest at room temperature for 20 minutes. Step 6. Once the dough has rested, working on a wood or marble surface, dust your dough with flour as well as your working surface. Step 7. Cut the dough into six equal pieces. Step 8. Take one piece at a time and roll the dough into a long cylinder shape, approximately as thick as your thumb. Repeat this step until all the dough has been rolled out. Step 9. Cut the dough cylinders into approximately one-inch pieces and dust with flour to prevent sticking. You have made gnocchi. Step 10. Get a pot of salted water on to boil. 
Once the water is at a hard boil, drop in your gnocchi. Do not stir the gnocchi. Step 11. Once they float, give them 30 seconds to a minute and strain. Step 12. Drizzle some olive oil over the gnocchi and toss. You want to prevent them from sticking. Step 13. At this point, you could add your favorite sauce, some bolognese, brown butter, or pesto, or you can store them in your fridge for up to four days. Selby's French Onion Soup, a recipe by executive chef John Horn of Maison Selby and, I quote, a million other restaurants. This recipe serves between four to six people with a cooking time of four to six hours. Your ingredients are one half pound butter, 10 large onions, peeled, cored, and thinly sliced with the grain, salt and pepper, one teaspoon tomato paste, one cup of red wine, one cup cognac or brandy, one sachet of thyme, rosemary, black peppercorns and bay leaves, three liters of dark chicken stock. And for garnish, have on hand toasted slices of croissant or baguette and some shredded gruyere. The directions? Step one. In a large, heavy-bottomed pot, melt butter over medium heat. Step two. Add onions, stir, and season generously with salt and pepper. Step three, lower heat and continue cooking, stirring regularly until the onions are completely caramelized. Step four, when the onions have caramelized, stir in the tomato paste and cook for at least 30 more minutes. Step five, pour in the red wine and cognac or brandy and toss in the sachet. Reduce mixture to one third. Step six, Add the stock and allow to simmer for one hour. Remove from heat and allow to cool and chill overnight. Step eight. To serve, reheat soup gently. Add a splash of brandy, taste and adjust your seasonings. Serve in oven-proof bowls. Top each serving with toasted croissant slices and gruyere. Place under broiler until cheese is melted and browned. Matt's Vegan Charred Broccoli and Coconut Soup, a recipe by Matt Ravenscroft, chef at Rosalinda. Your ingredients are one half white onion, diced, one small knob of ginger, julienne, one jalapeno, charred and de-seeded, half a head of garlic, peeled and sliced, one cup of kale, shredded, one head of broccoli, peeled, a lemon for zest, one tablespoon of turmeric, one cup of coconut milk, two cups of mushroom broth. And for garnish, have on hand anything that you like. Some ideas are crushed peanuts, chili flakes, chopped herbs, and pickled shallots. Here are directions. Step one, put pan on medium heat, 
Add oil if you're choosing and let it heat thoroughly. Add your onion, garlic, ginger, jalapeno, and two zests of lemon. Take a peeled and peel off the skin of a lemon two times. Step two, add salt and stir continuously until onions become translucent and the mixture is aromatic. Step three, add turmeric and deglaze with mushroom broth. Bring this all back to boil on medium heat. Step four, while that is heating, peel the fibrous stem of the broccoli and chop the entire head into larger chunks. Step five, heat your secondary pan on high with oil, something with a high smoking point. Place large chunks of broccoli crowns flat onto the pan. Try not to crowd the pan or move the florets until they caramelize. Even a little bit of char is nice. Step six, place all the broccoli. Once, careful not to cook the broccoli entirely. This will be related to time in the pan and size of the cuts. Once into a bowl and repeat until all pieces are charred. Step seven, chiffonade your kale and add it to the pot with broccoli pieces. Stir and let this simmer gently. Step eight, add coconut and let boil for two minutes. The green should still be bright. Put entire contents into a blender and blend on high until smooth. Step nine, adjust your seasonings and garnish with crushed peanuts, pickled shallot, herbs, and crushed chili flakes. Smoke signals macaroni and cheese. Your ingredients are 750 grams of macaroni, 500 grams of cheddar cheese grated, 67 grams of smoked gouda grated, 250 milliliters of homogenized milk, 500 milliliters of 35% cream, salt to taste, 4 tablespoons of Old Bay, 110 grams of butter, 100 grams of all-purpose flour, panko to top. Your directions? Step 1. Heavily salt your water for boiling macaroni noodles. Cook macaroni to al dente. Step 2. Make your bechamel. Bring your milk and cream to room temperature. Do not use directly from the fridge. Melt your butter and whisk in flour to make a roux at medium temperature. Slowly incorporate your milk and cream while whisking. Once all the milk and cream has been mixed in, gradually add the cheeses while stirring continuously. If you have an immersion blender, you can use this by pulsing the mixture. The speed will help prevent the milk solids and fats from splitting otherwise known as breaking. Add Old Bay to your bechamel and mix thoroughly. Step 3. Combine the bechamel and macaroni in a casserole dish or a Dutch oven. Ensure that the macaroni is evenly coated. Sprinkle panko breadcrumbs on top and broil in your oven until the top is toasted or golden brown, approximately 3-5 to five minutes. Remove and serve. Enjoy.
Smashed Cucumber Salad Inspired by Fuchsia Dunlop Fuchsia, I found, is an English writer who specializes in Chinese cooking. I googled it for us. Your ingredients? One cucumber. One tablespoon of garlic, finely chopped. One half teaspoon of salt. Eight to ten dried chilies. Two tablespoons of cooking oil, canola or vegetable. One half to one teaspoon of whole Sichuan pepper. One teaspoon of sesame oil. One half teaspoon black rice vinegar. Two teaspoons light soy sauce. One half teaspoon sugar. Your directions. Step one. Lay the cucumber on a chopping board and smack it hard a few times with the flat blade of a cleaver or with a rolling pin. Then cut it lengthways into four pieces. Hold your knife at an angle to the chopping board and cut the cucumber on the diagonal into one half to one centimeter slices. Place in a bowl with the salt. Mix well and set aside for about 10 minutes. Step two. Heat a seasoned wok or a fry pan over high heat. Pour in the cooking oil, quickly swirl it around, and then add the chilies and Sichuan pepper. Stir fry the spices until the chilies are darkening but not burned. Remove from heat and let cool in a separate container. Step three, combine all the other ingredients into a small bowl. Drain the cucumber, pour over the sauce and stir well and serve immediately. Rosa Loves Lentil Soup with Chestnuts A recipe by Ellie Love, daughter of Rosa. Your ingredients are one cup of red lentils, two tablespoons of oil, one cooking onion, one teaspoon of salt or to taste, one red-hot pepper, three cups of liquid, broth, or water, one teaspoon of cumin, one bag of chestnuts, approximately 12 pieces, one and one-half tablespoons of butter, two to three cloves of garlic, two teaspoons of whole cumin seeds, and a squeeze of lemon juice for flavor. Your directions... Dice an onion and fry with oil in the soup pot until it's transparent. Wash your lentils and put them in the pot. Put three cups of broth. You can use veggie stock, chicken stock, or water, depending on your taste or dietary needs, per one cup of lentils. If you see it becomes too thick, you can always put more liquid in it. Add the hot pepper into the soup pot. Add one teaspoon of salt or to your taste. Allow the soup to cook until the lentils have disintegrated. The color will turn from red to yellow. Stir occasionally. While the soup is cooking, melt the butter in a pan. Slice the garlic into a few pieces and add to the pan along with the whole cumin. Fry it up until the garlic is nicely browned and fragrant. Make sure it doesn't burn. Pour a little water into the pan and cook for another minute. When the soup is almost ready, pour the butter mixture through a strainer into the soup. Add the ground cumin into the soup 
and remove the pepper. Once the soup is ready, chop up the chestnuts and add them in. When serving, squeeze in some lemon, depending on taste. This soup pairs beautifully with toasted pita and olive oil. Tyler's One Pot Pasta Ceci, which in English means pasta and chickpeas. Recipe by Chef Tyler Shedden of the Chase Hospitality Group. Your ingredients are two tablespoons of olive oil, two cloves of garlic peeled and smashed, three tablespoons of tomato paste, one teaspoon of kosher salt, plus more to taste, one teaspoon of harissa paste or red chili flakes to taste, one and one-half cups cooked chickpeas, one-half cup of dry, uncooked orecchiette pasta, two cups of water. Your directions. Heat two tablespoons of olive oil in a heavy-bottomed pan on medium heat. Add two smashed garlic cloves, stirring until it becomes very lightly browned. Stir in the tomato paste, salt, and harissa paste with garlic. Cook for one minute, stirring constantly. Add the chickpeas, pasta, and water. Bring to a boil. Stir occasionally to scrape any bits that stick to the bottom of your pan. Reduce heat to a simmer until the pasta is cooked. Approximately 15 to 20 minutes. Check your seasoning. And to finish the dish, you'll need four tablespoons of olive oil, one garlic clove peeled and finely chopped, one teaspoon of fresh rosemary, minced. For the oil infusion, heat the four tablespoons of olive oil in a small sauce pot on medium heat with the remaining clove of garlic, chopped rosemary, and a pinch of salt and pepper until sizzling, then pull it off the heat. Ladle the pasta and chickpea into the bowls. Spoon the olive oil infusion over the top and grate some fresh Parmesan cheese to finish. Mom's Bourbon Chocolate Cake Your ingredients are 312 grams of semi-sweet chocolate chopped, 170 grams of unsalted butter, 6 large eggs, 3 quarters of a cup packed light brown sugar, 1 quarter cup all-purpose flour, 1 quarter cup bourbon, 1 teaspoon pure vanilla extract, one half teaspoon kosher salt. For serving, you'll need one to two tablespoons of sugar with some confectioner sugar for dusting. Step one, position an oven rack on the middle rung and heat the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Step two, butter a nine by three inch round cake pan, line the bottom of the pan with a round of parchment and butter the parchment. Set the cake pan in a roasting pan large enough to accommodate it. Step 3. Melt the chocolate and butter over a double broiler. Remove from the heat and let cool slightly. Step 4. With an electric mixer, a stand mixer with the whip attachment or a hand mixer, beat the egg yolks with the brown sugar on medium speed until very pale, thick, and fluffy, about 3 minutes. 
Reduce the speed and add the chocolate mixture and mix just to combine. Add the flour, mixing just to combine and scraping the bowl as needed. Blend in the bourbon and vanilla. Transfer to a large mixing bowl and set aside. Step five, in a clean mixing bowl with clean beaters, Beat the egg whites with the salt on high speed until they hold soft peaks, one to two minutes. With a rubber spatula, fold one-third of the egg whites into the chocolate mixture to lighten it, and then gently fold in the remaining egg whites. Scrape the batter into the prepared cake pan. Step 6. Set the roasting pan on the oven rack and add enough warm tap water to come halfway up the sides of the cake pan. Bake until the top feels set, about 40 to 45 minutes. Remove the cake pan from the water bath and run a paring knife around the inside of the pan or the inside of the parchment collar to loosen the cake. Then let the cake cool completely in the cake pan on a rack. When the cake is completely cool, loosen the sides once more with that paring knife. Cover the cake with a serving plate and invert the cake onto the plate. The bottom of the cake is now the top. Peel off the parchment. And don't worry if the surface looks a little ragged. You'll be dusting it with confectioner sugar. To serve, dust the top of the cake generously with confectioner sugar and slice. This delight can also be served with whipped cream. Plant-based banana bread. A recipe by pastry chef Joyce Wong of the Chase Hospitality Group. This recipe makes one loaf. Your ingredients are wet ingredients, one cup of ripe bananas, one tablespoon of lemon juice, one half cup canola oil, one half cup soy milk. Your dry ingredients, one cup of brown sugar, two and three eighths cups of all-purpose flour, one teaspoon of salt, one and one quarter teaspoon of baking powder, one and one quarter teaspoon of baking soda. Your directions will take about 10 minutes prep time at most. Mix your wet ingredients and dry ingredients separately. Combine your mixtures together and pour in a parchment lined loaf pan. Bake at 325 degrees Fahrenheit for 40 to 45 minutes. Paula's Chocolate Babka. A recipe by Chef Paula Navarrete of Soraya. Paula writes, I first experienced this on a trip to New York to Russ and Daughters. Ever since then, it's always something I've loved. It makes a great snack and great chocolate French toast. Your equipment includes a loaf pan and a stand mixer, although you can do this by hand as well. Your ingredients for the dough are 620 grams of flour, 150 grams of sugar, including 13 grams to bloom the yeast, 7 grams of salt, 2 eggs, 100 grams of canola oil, 250 milliliters of warm water, and 14 grams of yeast. Your ingredients for the chocolate filling Paula says to feel free to fill the dough with different things. She's done honey and pistachio, cheese and hot sauce, etc. 
you'll need 110 grams of dark chocolate, either chips or your favorite chocolate bar, and 35 grams of cream. Your directions for the dough, bloom yeast with 13 grams of sugar in warm water. In a separate bowl, mix all the dry ingredients, flour, sugar, and salt. Make sure that your eggs are room temperature and mix the eggs with the canola oil. At this point, you'll have three bowls with ingredients. Once the yeast is bloomed, add egg and oil mix. Then add the dry ingredients. Mix your dough in a stand mixer until it climbs up the hook, approximately four minutes. Then let the dough rest for 30 minutes. Your directions for the chocolate filling. Melt your chocolate with cream and let the mix cool. Your assembly. After the dough has rested, roll the dough into a rectangle, as if you were to make cinnamon rolls. You want the dough to be four centimeters thick. Smear the chocolate filling on the dough. The filling must be cold. Then shape the dough into a roll by rolling it out. Paula likes to place the roll in the fridge or the freezer before cutting it into braids as it makes it easier to handle. Once the roll has cooled, cut the roll in half or in as many strips as you want to attempt and twist the strips together. Place the braid or your creation into a loaf pan or freestanding on a cookie sheet. Brush with egg wash and bake. You'll bake at 350 degrees Fahrenheit for approximately 45 minutes to an hour. Your loaf should be golden brown. This bread will keep for a week. It's great frozen, sliced, and used for French toast. And that, my friends, were some selected recipe shares from the Open Source Cookbook. Thanks for joining the Recipe Listen podcast today. For episode requests or to have one of your recipes featured on the show, I'm listening at recipelisten.com. Whatever you're cooking, I hope it's delicious. See ya!